almost in conversation with the mayor. The mayor of Montgomery, Alabama, our friend and brother Stephen Reed, joins us live right now to discuss that riverboat brawl and the video that went viral all over social media. Uh, yesterday, assault charges were filed against three white males involved in the melee. I am honored to have the mayor of Montgomery, Alabama, back on this program to talk about this recent drama in Montgomery. Mayor Reed, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Tavis. How about yourself? Man, if I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I'm delighted to have you back on this program. Delighted that we got 30 minutes to try to make some sense uh, of, of what happened. Let me just start with this. Uh, I'll start big and we'll, we'll narrow our way through and get an update on these uh, assault charges yesterday, assault allegations. Uh, um, so let me just start with this, though. As the mayor of the city, when you saw this, what did you think? Oh, I, I was, you know, surprised, um, you know, disturbed by it, you know, very much, um, even maybe even shocked by, you know, what I saw. I had just been down there, the back-to-school event mm-hmm. that was taking place on our riverfront. Our public schools go back to school, uh, start back tomorrow. And uh, we had a great event, so we had just left from down there seeing a lot of families and, uh, you know, kids and whatnot out there. Uh, with concerts and all that sort of thing. So it was a totally different, you know, uh, picture when, when I left. And then maybe about an hour and a half later, we, we heard it come across uh, a radio that, you know, something that happened uh, on, on the on the riverfront, not understanding certainly to that degree, even mm-hmm. after getting some of the um, uh, some of the descriptions from people that didn't quite really, you know, really become clear until, you know, probably the next day when I saw the video. And to be honest, as mayor, you know, my, my first thought was, okay, it, we, we had a melee, we had a fight, it was, you know, that sort of thing. Okay, is everybody okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, all right. Are there any, you know, weapons used, anything like that? Any uh, shots fired, anything like that? No, okay. All right, well, you know, you guys kind of, you know, keep me apprised of the situation and then, you know, we'll we'll go from there. Yeah. And I think when I got the update, it still didn't really click until, again, I, I saw uh, the first video that someone sent me, I think, on, on my staff. And mm-hmm. that was the, the surprise and, and, and the, you know, disappointment, uh, you know, to seeing what took place and just how it all played out. Yeah. When you say surprise and disappointment, uh, surprise, I get. Um, unpack the definition of that word disappointment as you just used it. Well, I think disappointment that a, a, a man is, is doing his job um, and trying to protect not only those who are on the riverboat, but also those that uh, are using the docks from getting hurt. Uh, that's why he is there. They have been trying to move that pontoon boat for over 40 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, I think around 45 minutes. And, yeah, I mean, that's a long time. You know, Tavis, you, you travel a lot. Uh, so do I. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we, you stuck on that, that tarmac, oh, yeah. you know, for 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, that that feels like a long time. But certainly when you get to 30 minutes, people start to get cranky on the airplane. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine being on a riverboat in uh, Montgomery, Alabama heat, which is no joke around that time, Yeah. Uh, for that amount of time that, you know, they were trying to get their attention. So... To see someone respond to a person who's probably the second or third level of now trying to get your attention to move your boat, to do something you're not supposed to do, be attacked like that for just carrying out a job function uh, was just something that was disappointing that we have come to 
some of that. And and I said this earlier, you know, I've, I've been on airplanes where I've seen people respond to the flight attendants in a certain way that I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, 10 years ago or so I saw. Yep. But now it, it just seems to be something that there's not quite that level of respect mm-hmm. for people doing their jobs, much less people in authority. Yeah. Uh, or how you know people respond to them if they don't get their way that they don't like what's said. Yep, um, that's what the mayor thought uh, when he thought when he saw the uh, the videotape. We're talking to Mayor Stephen Reed, Mayor of Montgomery, Alabama. You heard again his take on what he saw when he uh, witnessed that videotape. When we come forward, I'm going to tell you what I saw. I'm going to give you a hint of what I what I thought rather when I saw it. Here's my hint: Rosa Parks. We'll talk more about it when we come forward. Mayor Stephen Reed on Tavis Smile. We're celebrating what would have been Whitney's 60th birthday today, playing some of the best Whitney Houston all three hours of our program today. Uh, And uh, we are delighted uh, in uh, this moment to be joined in conversation by the mayor of Montgomery, Alabama, Mayor Stephen Reed. We all saw the viral video seen now around the world. Uh, And all of the memes and all the jokes. uh, We were talking yesterday about the brother that jumped in the water and all the nicknames, Swimmy Hendrix. Uh, Michael B. Phelps, Scuba, Gooding Jr., all the jokes and all the memes notwithstanding. Uh, the mayor said when he saw that videotape, um, he was surprised and disappointed when I saw it. Well, let me tell you, I'm getting all kind of messages, Mayor. Let me just read one. Uh, Tavis, sure. as soon as the brother tossed up his cap, what I saw and felt as the inevitable pile-on occurred was every lynching of every black person evoking cellular memory. So we laugh and joke about the means, but it wasn't a joking matter what actually happened on that, Doc. Uh, the mayor, again, surprised, disappointed. Mayor Reed, I thought uh, almost immediately uh, of my late friend Rosa Parks. I, I, I had the honor of knowing Mrs. Parks, as, as I told you before. Sure. Uh, the honor, as you know, I spoke at her uh, funeral. I was one of her eulogists in Montgomery at her home church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I know this city well. I love your city. So much history in that city. And, and I thought about the way the world would see Montgomery anew, uh, given the history, the civil rights history that we know um, uh, exists and was birthed in that city. So let me just ask you a broad question. How do you think people today are seeing the city of Montgomery, the state of Alabama? Are we being reminded of how racist this part of the country is? You tell me how you think the rest of us are seeing your neck of the woods. I think given some of the feedback I've gotten, I've, People are seeing it through the prism of history mm-hmm. uh, and the, the prism of, of the pain uh, that that time when Mrs. Parks and her husband, uh, Raymond, uh, were threatened and, and essentially run out of Montgomery mm-hmm. uh, to Detroit, um, you know, seeing it through that prospect, as opposed to what I might say has been some of the progress uh, that's been made. Uh, certainly since that time. And, you know, it's important to, to understand the individuals who were, uh, who we filed warrants on, one has turned himself in, and uh, we're going to have to, I, I guess, uh, go get the other ones. Mm. They haven't turned themselves in at this point. Mm. Um, they're not from Montgomery. Uh, they're not from uh, the city. And so we don't want the city to be viewed through the, the prism of, an isolated incident. Uh, this has been happening and, and that sort of thing, that'd be a little bit different. I don't think we view Charlottesville, Virginia, through the prism of what took place there, yes. nor any other city. Yes, yes. Uh, when we've had, you know, the, these incidents that, that have come about. I would say I think there's a 
cloud hanging over the country itself. Mm. Uh, as I mentioned before, not only as it relates to uh, authority and people who are just carrying out their jobs in the sense of, well, who are you to tell me this, this, or that, but I also think there is a tension uh, racially that, that is in the the air of the nation that does bother me as the mayor of Montgomery being a son uh, of the city and, and certainly appreciating uh, the first, whether it was a Tom Bradley uh, who led uh, L.A. Mm -hmm. or a Maynard Jackson uh, in Atlanta and, and, of course, Marion Barry in D.C. and Richard Arrington in Birmingham, all of those who, who led the way for us as black mayors uh, to be CEOs of our city, mm -hmm. uh, we, we kind of see and can tell with our state legislatures what's happening here. We saw the Alabama legislature not uh, go along with, not go along, not follow the order mm -hmm. of the Supreme Court to create a second black congressional district um, as it relates to the change in charge around voting rights. So I do see a, a bigger uh, trouble cloud, if you will, but I don't think it's just isolated to Montgomery. And mm. when I think about the incident, I understand why those outside of here do and why it has uh, apparently touched so many people yeah. in that way to, to see the, the pushback, if you will, yeah. to see the young man uh, get in the water and, and to see some people, you know, come to the aid and defense of somebody. But, Tapas, I'll tell you, I heard from several uh, business owners uh, downtown uh, probably Sunday evening uh, who are not black who said, you know, if I had known this happened, I would have gone to help him. Yeah. Uh, they got what was coming to them. And these weren't just black folks. Yep. No, so I you. think it's also important that, that people are viewing it from right and wrong as well. Yep. Um, let me just let me just say this right quick. Um, I, I've known you, of course, you've been on this program before. I have nothing but deep love and respect and admiration for you. And it is a big deal when you consider that Montgomery, as we all know, is the place of the Montgomery bus boycott. This is a a seminal moment. Uh, in in civil rights history, Rosa Parks and Dr. King and Fred Gray and all those who were involved uh, in that in that again civil rights seminal moment. This is the same place. This is Montgomery, and to to imagine all these years later the place where these Negroes had to force the city and the buses to do right by them. That city now has a black mayor named Stephen Reed. That's a big deal. And I don't want to make light of that. I want to underscore that's a big deal. And, uh, you know, that's why I, I can get him on the phone because I know him, right? Because he's a brother. He's a brother mayor and he takes my phone calls. And that's why he's on this program. So that's a big deal. Dr. King and Rosa Parks wouldn't have to do all they had to do back in the day if, uh, if, if Stephen <laughs> Reed had been the mayor Amen. of Montgomery, Alabama. So I, I take your point. Let, let me ask you right quick. Got about 10 minutes left. Want to make the most of the time we have. And I thank you for it. Mayor, I know how busy you are and all the people that are calling you trying to get interviews with you. So thank you for this one. Um, were you surprised? Maybe not in the in the in the age that we live of social media. But were you surprised and put another way? Have you had a chance to see uh, all of the of, of the viral response to this video? I mean, it, I mean, it's I mean, it's massive. I mean, it's it's trending oh. everywhere. Yeah. So let me say this. Um, and, and this this is last night after the press conference, literally from about, you know, Sunday early afternoon, it was, you know, all hands on deck, you know, once we kind of got a clue that it was uh, a little bit more than just a, a big fight, mm -hmm, right? Right. Um, we, I, I hate to say this, we've seen them at, at professional sports games, we've seen them at college games, so, you know, it just didn't register uh, initially until the, the next day. Then, we, then I see the video, and it's like, oh, wow, mm. you know, what, what, what happened here? And, and I'm viewing it like, you know, 
other people are as well. I saw what you saw. Yeah. You know, it's, is this racially motivated? Is this uh, a hate crime? Let's figure it out. So really, we went into, uh, you know, just a, a tight bubble to say, all right, let's get to the bottom of this. And let's kind of figure this out step by step. So I had not seen all of the things that were being shared probably until uh, a day or two after. Really, I would say last night was when I got probably the most uh, that, that I've seen after we did the press conference because we were so focused on, one, identifying uh, the suspects and then bringing them to justice. Right. So that was first and foremost uh, at the top of my mm-hmm. mind. But, you know, when I started to see that uh, last night, it was like, wow. Okay. I mean, I've seen a few things maybe uh, Sunday night, early Monday morning, but not, I didn't understand the magnitude to your, to your right. point that it had taken. Uh, and I, but I understand why and, and, and I get it. Yeah. I, I really get it because it, it, it's emotional and it does kind of hit uh, us in a, in a space in particular right now mm-hmm. that I think is unique versus other actions that we've sure. seen uh, on social media and in, in, in other spaces as well. No, I, I thought about you as well. Uh, and again, because I reached out to you and invited you on again. Thanks for accepting my, my, my invitation. But I thought about you Definitely. because I know that part of what drives your economy is tourism. There's so many people. Yes, sir that come to Montgomery uh, because of the civil rights history uh, that, that that took place there. Uh, and I hope this doesn't impact your, your tourism dollars. I hope that black folk don't get scared to go to Montgomery thinking that, you know, somebody white's going to jump on them and slap them. To that, to that point, right. your police chief has announced assault charges against three persons, Richard Roberts, 48, Alan Todd, 23, Zachary Shipman, 25. You mentioned one of them. Y'all got to go find. He ain't turning himself in. Y'all got to go drag him in, in, into the jailhouse. Um, so um, we'll see how that works out in the coming days. Um, but one of the other things that people have said, and I don't, again, don't want to make light of this, but just as black folk came together in the, in the Montgomery bus boycott, you saw black folk come to the defense of this brother who was being wrong and clearly who had been targeted by these white guys. Not trying to put you in an uncomfortable situation, but there is a parallel there that, again, black folks stuck together on the bus boycott. I know you don't condone violence, but it was it was an amazing. I ain't going to lie. Let me just let me just keep it real, man. You know me. Let me keep it real. Yeah. It was an amazing thing for me to see all these Negroes come out of nowhere. To def- I mean, that, that hat that hat goes up in the air and brothers and sisters start running and swimming and they say we can't swim that little negro was moving in the water uh, and i i must say i was impressed i don't know who that 16 year old kid was but when he swam with his clothes on and then got to the dock and pulled himself up i said well he's in good shape because he got up on that dock and and started handling his business i i heard him say somewhere or somebody said on his behalf that he was just doing what his parents had taught him to do, to stand for his people and come to defense of those who are defenseless. But but there's something there, and it's an interesting parallel. Again, black folk came together in the bus boycott, and they came together on that dock. Again, I know you don't condone violence, but it, it's it's a viral moment. I don't know what you have to say about that, but that's my commentary about it. No, listen, I I, I, I totally you know uh, understand uh, the, the, the response now, um, you know, having seen the video, kind of having worked through the evidence and kind of being able to exhale a little bit, which we didn't do much between, you know, late Saturday night, Sunday morning sure. and, and yesterday afternoon when we did the, the press conference. Uh, I think that for us, it, it's important to recognize for uh, those folks, there was also a 16-year-old white male who came to his defense uh, who was uh, punched 
as well. Yes. And just 16 years old. Yep. And so, again, it, it, it's, it's this thing of humanity. It's this thing of defending someone who is innocent. It, it's this thing of doing right by somebody who is being wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a another positive takeaway for us to see because I think had he been white, those same crew members would have done the same thing. Yeah. I don't think they would have allowed their colleague, their co-worker, teammate, uh, crew member to have been uh, attacked like that. I think what they saw was, hey, we were trying to tell you we used the PA system, we used the bullhorn, we did everything we could, then we sent the little boat over to tell you to move it. It's people on the boat. We got to protect them. We got to secure them. And you guys aren't moving. And then we send somebody over and you attack them for doing their job. Yep. Well, this is our response. Do we condone it? No. But as Chris Rock said, I understand. <laughs> That's why I love Mary Reed. <laughs> I love him. He keeps it real, too. I got two minutes left here. One of the things that is, I don't, maybe, I don't know if disturbing is the right word, but, I, but I'm, 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 I'm noodling this because I understand how politics works and how law enforcement works. At the moment, while there have been assault charges brought against these three guys, one of whom y'all got to go find and bring him in, um, mm-hmm. the police chief in your city, uh, Chief Albert, is that his name, Chief Albert? Yeah, Daryl yeah, Albert. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chief uh, Daryl Albert has, at the moment, has said they don't have any way of knowing whether or not this was racially motivated. It's been it's been perceived as a racial brawl, but they haven't as sure. yet. Your police chief has has said to, at the moment that we don't have any reason to believe that it was necessarily racially motivated. Now, I understand that because you know if these guys are just acting out, they're just acting out, and I don't know what was in their head or heart. We haven't heard from them as yet. But you do understand that 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 dog won't hunt, that black folk ain't buying, that it was not racially motivated. Uh, Understood. And um, certainly get that from our standpoint. You know, we have to, again, look at the facts and we have to hear what witnesses have been telling us. And we're continuing to ask for those witnesses to share uh, video, audio and things of that nature so we can determine if it uh, indeed was racially motivated. And Mm -hmm. And I'll say this. You know, I I do think that for us it's important to be prudent because ultimately we want justice to be had here for uh, the man who was attacked and anyone else that that, that was involved in that. And what the FBI has said is that it doesn't meet their uh, level of of calling it a hate crime yet. But I underscore the word yet. And what I will say is while it may not be a hate crime by the FBI's definition, I certainly see it as a moral crime. I mean, I think we, we can all acknowledge that, that this was a little bit uh, further than just something askew here. So yeah. we'll, we'll allow the investigation to play itself out. And I don't mind coming back to talk with you and, and your audience about, you know, where we land on this uh, in the coming days and weeks. Because I do think it's important and we certainly want people to understand where we are in Montgomery uh, and where we are, you know, in Alabama, uh, irrespective of, of some of our, our elected officials at the state and national level. Uh, We've made some great progress here, and we're continuing to do that. And we see folks from L.A. and California here uh, each week coming to learn more and more about the civil rights movement, and we want them to keep coming, and we want to be able to not only share that experience, but also what our future holds moving forward. Yep, no, I I concur uh, in that regard, and it's just not fair to the city of Montgomery that that people would portray it uh, through a particular lens or see it through a particular lens just because of this incident, which happened to this brother through no fault of his own. Uh, Mayor Reed, you're, you're a good brother. Uh, I thank you um, for, again, accepting the phone call and coming on this program and for offering Anytime. to come back on. I appreciate you, man. All the best to you, sir. Hey, listen, 
listen, anytime you, you, you guys and, and black media have been uh, supporting and assisting all of us as African-American mayors uh, across this country, I'm the first vice president of that association. We're grateful to you. Anytime you need me or one of my colleagues, you let us know because we depend on y'all to get out the story when others won't. So we can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough, Tavis, for what you and your team do, not just in L.A. and California, but worldwide, what it means to mm-hmm. us. So anytime, you just let me know. And look, I got to get you back here to Montgomery real soon so we can sit down and have some discussions about other things that are happening all around us as we speak. Consider it done. I'll make it happen. Mayor, we appreciate you, man. All the best to you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward. 